0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new edition of our EKN Debrief. It is episode number 91. It is Friday, February the 18th. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. And of course, our EKN Debriefs, our race review podcast, where we have a look at an event that we were just at, kind of take a deep dive into all the categories, talk about what happened trackside. And of course, the focus now... As we're rolling ourselves into the second half of February, the finale for the 2022 Superkarts USA Winter Series. The event uh, being held down at AMR Motorplex in Homestead, Florida. uh, Rounds three and four, second weekend of the two weekend program. And of course, championships were decided. Lots of great racing. We'll jump into that here momentarily. Before we get going, let's talk about the sponsor of today's show, Acceleration Kart Racing. Acceleration Kart Racing has everything you need to go racing, from tires to helmets. They have a great website for you to order from and kart racers ready to pick up the phone and answer your question six days a week. With over 20 years of kart racing under their belts, Acceleration Kart Racing has the experience to help you succeed on the track. You can rely on them to get the parts you need when you need them. Make Acceleration Kart Racing your go-to source for everything karting. Head to www.shop.com. AKR.com. That's shop. AKR.com. All right, David, knocked out our third event of the 2022 EK and Trackside Live season. Heading down to Homestead. It was a good weekend. supercarts USA Winter Series wrapping everything up.
1: Yeah, wrap up to what is essentially the spring training, the uh, the kind of kickoff to the season, opportunity for teams and drivers to get the, the new year going. And again, two weekends in Homestead, Florida. A uh, again chance to drivers that are moving up, chance for drivers moving to a new team, get accustomed, get acclimated, and build some momentum heading into what will be a busy karting season.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And of course, as we talked about in our first uh, uh, debrief on the opening weekends, so a chance for a lot of drivers maybe to jump up a class too. We saw a lot of young kids move from you know micro to mini, mini to junior, and of course junior to senior. Uh, as I said before, AMR. Uh, Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by MG Tires, was the, the host for both of the uh, Winter Series events. The, this particular one uh, being run on February 11th, 12th, and 13th, round three and four, as I said. Uh, David, fifth season of the championship, uh, you know, pretty solid numbers all told. We'll jump into those momentarily. Uh, but the event itself running in the clockwise direction opposed to counterclockwise, and we saw some great racing there. Uh, it really does have a different feel. Uh, going in uh, a massively different field, going in the other direction. Very similar in terms of long straightaways and the hairpins and the 90 degree corners. But the way the track runs, especially the final laps to set up a pass uh, for a race win, so much different.
1: Yeah, it's same distance. So just just the opposite direction. And yeah, you, you said it pretty good. The last corner in the counterclockwise direction is just one 90 degree corner. So you got a long straightaway heading down to a 90 degree left hander. And then a short run to the start finish line. This direction that we ran in the, in the clockwise direction, you got a left, right, and a right, and then a drag race to the checker flag. So obviously different uh, ways to set up for a possible last lap pass, which we saw a couple of times. You know, rather than waiting for the hairpin, you know, you can you have the opportunity to possibly pass on the last corner. Yeah. We didn't see too many last lap passes last month. We saw a couple attempts, uh, but a lot of the racing was kind of checked out. So we didn't see uh, see that as much as we did this month. This month, I think the, the racing was a little bit tighter across the board where we had a number of categories going down to the wire.
0: Yeah, you think about that final the final lap and the final corners, right? You come out of the inner loop, you got the left-hand hairpin, you can dive to the apex there, down to turn number uh, 8, obviously the inside there as well or, or 9 rather to the inside there, and then 10, 11 and 12, you got the, the heart breaking into 11 to our 10 too. So it's it's a great I lo- I like this layout for the final lap action because there's so much that can happen. Uh, David, yeah,
1: I, okay. yeah, I like I like it better, you know. I do too. If you were to, yeah. if you were to choose, I would choose the clockwise direction that we just ran over the other i think obviously some of the amenities needed to be should be changed to accommodate it a little bit better you know grid uh going into grids a little bit chaotic the sure. way they have everything set up so i think i think there's obviously some things they can do to kind of make it better uh but you know other than that i think on the racetrack itself i think this this uh this race is better um we didn't see the the new stuff the new uh, grass sections come into play too much. Aside from when the track was wet uh, outside of turn one, where there wasn't enough grass to keep people from going beyond the track limits. So uh, that's a little bit more we can talk about in the paddock pass. Let's uh,
0: let's have a look at the weather, too, because one of the things obviously like Chamber of Commerce weather on on Saturday was absolutely beautiful. Perfect day. Exactly why you get the heck out of the cold, you know, cold weather up north to Florida. Just a beautiful day. I think we got up to 80, 81 degrees. Nothing but sun all day long changed a little bit though when we when we were there on uh, on Sunday morning Davis we got a ton of rain
1: yeah not so much as what we had the first month it was more so the lightning that was that was the biggest issue and the reason for the delay that we had uh Sunday morning about halfway through the warm ups we had lightning in the area so again they had to had to go by the stopwatch wait that 15 minutes to uh, for the lightning to finally clear,
0: and they and, and they did take the time to pump out the uh, cistern at that point too, right? It was, yeah, it was, it but again, it, yeah.
1: this this was not as bad as it was last month. Dude. Last month it was torrential downpour. This was yeah. just a quick heavy rain. I think probably lasted maybe about ten to fifteen minutes. I would say you know a good downpour again. Just I think one section is where, where they where they were pumping to in compared to last last month when the paddock was full of water. And almost two to three feet deep in some sections. So, um, yeah, other than that, you know, they caught up with uh, cutting the pre-final laps down to eight. So they caught up that way, going non-stop, ready racing. And once we got to the main events, the sun came out and we were back on schedule.
0: That's it. I uh, have a look at the numbers here before we uh, sh- uh, stop this first segment of today's uh, debrief. Ah, uh, back in January, 218 entries in total. It actually uh, pushed up to 230 entries. 12 more entries for this uh, second round uh, of the of the program in February. Uh, Micro Swift down from 33 to to 29. Mini Swift up actually from 38 to 41. 41 drivers in the Mini Swift class. An increase uh, in X30 Junior up to 39. Uh, X30C you're pretty much staying station. 42 in January, 40 here in February lost a couple of drivers next 30 masters down to 9. Uh K Junior David was was big. It actually went up seven. We had 29 drivers in KA 100 Junior.
1: Yeah, again, we that that category we saw a number of drivers making their 2022 debut coming down for the month of February rather than doing both both months for the series. Uh and again, we had a number of walk-ups. Uh, we had I think 210 as a pre-entry number, so I think we had 20 walk-ups uh, in total for the, for the weekend. So that's, that's a solid number. Again, it's just, I think everybody needed that month, especially with super nationals being in December, everybody needed that month of January. And I think, I think the teams are realizing that as a little bit too, uh, you know, once we got done with, uh, the action down in Homestead this past weekend, cause there are a lot of teams that are going to be racing, you know, to the next two weekends as well. So a lot, a lot of racing going on, but numbers certainly, uh, getting up there and and getting close to I think close to record numbers for the program. Not quite. I think with I think when it was when it first began back in twenty eighteen, I think they were close to the two hundred and fifty range.
0: Pretty solid. Anytime you got over 200, 230, as we said, ka 100 Senior, a bit of a drop down to 23. That was kind of interesting to me, but good to see uh, a number of sh- uh, shifter card drivers come out as well. Uh, tripled the amount of pro shifters up to 12 and almost doubled the amount of drivers in master shifter as well. We had 12 pros and eight masters for 20 on track total with the shifter card category. And that bodes well, David, for the pro tour. I think we saw more guys come out. You know, get, they want to kind of shake off the, uh, the cobwebs a little bit, get ready to go for the Winter Nationals.
1: That's exactly it. And that's where half of our increase came from where the shifter category. So, you know, if we can continue to get 15 or 10, you know, a total of 25 would be awesome at the winter series. It's, it's just a matter of getting them there. And I think, yeah, there was a lot of talk after January. It's like, Hey, you guys need to come down, get ready. And we saw some good racing on Saturday, a little bit of a checkout on Sunday, but still some good racing for second behind uh, the eventual winner that uh, we'll talk about later.
0: So, folks, we are underway with this edition of the EKN Debrief, episode number 91. Uh, We'll be back right after this break, folks. Jump into the Paddock Pass. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and and arrive-and-drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group is an official Kart Republic race team, providing full trackside support at all the major USA Karting events, including the Skuza Pro Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, the SCUZA Super Nationals 25, and other events throughout the 2022 season. TKG has in stock Kart Republic, IAMI, MG and tires, and more products for those in Ohio and the Midwest region. Trinity Karting Group has a long history of the sport, a winning pedigree and we're dedicated to driver development we take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude let us build a custom race program for you give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitykartinggroup.com looking for that extra edge comet racing engines is your answer The engine service program from Comet Kart Sales has been winning from coast to coast at all levels and different forms of the sport. Lead engine builders Mark Harrison and Gary Lawson have decades of karting experience, providing racers the power to reach the top step of the podium. Comet racing engines continually perform track and dyno tests to provide their customers with the cutting edge in engine performance. Comet specializes in Yamaha KT100, IAMI Swift, IAMI X-30, IAMI Leopard, and Rock Engines. Trackside and customer support are the cornerstones of the Comet Racing Engines business, ensuring each and every customer receives personal attention and the help they need to achieve the best results. Engine rentals are available at all the events that Comet attends in 2018, including WKA, Scusa, USPKS, and the Route 66 Sprint Series. Contact the Comet team today at CometCartSales.com or by calling 317-462-3413. If you're looking to step up your engine program, send it to Comet Racing Engines. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network in a new episode of our EKN Debrief, where we take a deep dive into a most recent event. Uh, David Cole and I were trackside at the final rounds of the, of the uh, Supercars USA Winter Series down in Homestead. Uh, let's jump into the Paddock Pass, have a look at some of the stuff that happened away from the racetrack to a certain extent. Today's Paddock Pass presented by Margay. Are you interested in renting a cart at one of the biggest carting events in 2022? Do you want to be part of the fastest growing series in the sport? Check out Margay Racing's Ignite uh, Spec Ignite class and their Arrive and Drive packages. Nothing matches the affordability and competitive level of the Ignite program. It's just one set of tires, national level caliber drivers, where the best driver wins over the best equipment. Bring your safety gear, and Margay will take care of the rest. This year's Ignite majors include the Grand Prix of Quincy in June the WK Manufacturers Cup events in the summer, and the Rock Island Grand Prix on Labor Day weekend. And there are five Ignite Challenge Series running around the country this season. For more information, please visit IgniteCarding.com. Get off the couch and into a race seat in 2022. All right, D.C., let's talk about uh, Paddock Pass, uh, you know, some of the stuff that didn't happen in terms of race reporting. We mentioned it a little bit here right now. Let's talk about the fact that we ran the the, the circuit in the clockwise direction and kind of talk a little about the, the track updates that they laid out uh, for this year.
1: Yeah, again, we, we, we discussed the grass sections that were... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I can't talk today. Well, dude, uh, dude, it was your
0: birthday yesterday. Happy Yeah, birthday, by yeah. The way.
1: So thank oh. you. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a late night and an early morning. So
0: <laughs> yeah, they obviously installed that grass.
1: Installed. On the that is the word I am looking for. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. Oh, so they you, installed, you know, obviously the new curbing and a lot of the different uh, apex corners, uh, which made you stay off the curbing, which is something we hadn't seen in Homestead previous, and that's something that including Danny Formal that this was his first weekend there with the new curbing. He hated it. He said it was, it was pointless and worthless and et cetera, et cetera, because he couldn't jump them anymore, but he tried, <laughs> believe me, he tried he did. and uh, it didn't work out. So it was not the fast lane, uh, line around the racetrack. So I think the curbing's are helping. Um, and, but they still need more grass sections or at least some different rumble strips or exit points in in this direction for sure. Uh, Number one was the biggest or somehow I don't I don't know because it's it's a 90 degree corner. It's one of the fastest parts of the racetrack. And there obviously when it was wet, the drivers were going off the racetrack and there's a lot of uh, pavement around the outside. So there was a lot of exceeding the track limits penalties through that uh, because, again, you don't lose momentum because it's all pavement. And then there was there's a there's a little grass for the exit section, but you go well beyond that when it's wet. So, yeah, um, yeah still some things to kind of fine tune, I think, for the facility. But overall, I think it, it's been a good uh, update for for the facility. Again, the grass sections were not a, a mud problem like they were last time. So that was good.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and again, you know, it, it's it helped keep some of the the exceeding the track limits down. So that's good. Uh, you know, again, just a little bit of more work can be done. Not quite sure how or what could be done to do that because you still want to be in a safe manner. So again, just more races, they'll kind of figure things out and kind of fine tune it.
0: Uh, obviously, the major story coming in was that supercart USA did the trial back in January of uh, getting rid of the pushback bumpers. They elected to go back to pushback uh, to kind of line up with what everybody else is doing around the country. But that was that was interesting, Dave. We, we had a lot of conversations throughout the weekend talking about drivers who liked the pushbacks, didn't like the pushbacks, but they were in place. And we did see a, a few pushback bumper penalties, as, as you would with drivers uh, being aggressive.
1: Yeah, again I thought they were going to remove them for the shifter carts and they ended up not removing them. So, or keeping them off. Uh they put pushback bumpers back on the shifter carts, which I still don't understand. Yeah, they do that and you're a big deal, whatever. Here, I just it, it's a pointless thing because you see a lot of guys missing especially in the masters category. You see guys missing shifts or or some of the lap track or back markers, you know, missing missing shifts. And then that causes a pushback bump or, or just, you know, guys are on the brakes a little bit too hard than, than what they're used to. I, I just think in that category, we don't need them again. We haven't had the, the insane type of starts, the insane type of driving, uh, in that category. So hopefully we'll, we'll move towards removing them in the shifter carts. I hope if not, it is what it is, I guess. And we'll just have to race with it. Um, but yeah, Again, we talked about it in in our last debrief, the opening weekend. I didn't see any issues that would spark uh, the return of the pushback bumpers. But talking with Bo Barfield and other officials, they were like, what we saw on the video looked like it was going to amp up and become even worse. So we, we, we decided to bring it back. So in a way, they brought it back. And it looked to me like overall, the racing was worse than it was in the first weekend. But you get that. In finale weekends, you always seem to get that on finale weekends because it's the last hurrah. It's the last go.
0: Yeah, for, for me, the only thing was it was the, the starts. Right the, on on Sunday, the second day of competition back in January, the starts got started to get chaotic. We saw a lot of guys getting into each other, and again, guys just like throwing it into turn one. We didn't see that so much this. So we saw some stuff, but not a lot uh, with the pushbacks. And I think. I think that, again, the starts are always. The, I think the, the biggest thing about having the pushbacks. Um, Dave, let's talk about new carts as well. You know, we got a chance to to see the debut of the CRGs out at the Challenge of the Americas. We saw more of the CRGs here as well. We know that uh, the new 2022 models also for the first time, get a chance to see the new uh, Lando Norris cart, the LN cart, the new Tony carts on track as well.
1: Yeah. To begin with CRG, the, uh, KT five, uh, single speed cart was utilized by, oh man, Cameron Weinberg. No, Yep, yep, yep,
0: yep. Cameron. Yep. Cameron's the older. Yep.
1: <laughs> we always miss this, mix this up. And then uh, Carson Weinberg was in the, the black mirror in the mini-Swift category. Uh, he was the only CRG last month. I, I'm not sure if he was on the new product last month or not, but uh, certainly on on 2022 product this weekend. And then his brother joined him this weekend in the X30 Senior Division. Both, both drivers up front all weekend long. Uh, not quite the results for the elder Weinberg. And uh, the younger Weinberg ended up on the podium at least one day. So it uh, was quick all weekend long. So that's something that obviously you and Jeffrey and CRG Nordam is working to, to get uh, more drivers aboard the, uh, the familiar black and orange.
0: Well, I spoke. I spoke with Mike Speed from Speed Concepts, who the Weinbergs are running for, and he was very, very pleased with the, with the quality of the material and and is excited to be able to work with the CRG. So, obviously, something a little different. You know, they've been on the OTK product for a long time, and and uh, picking up that CRG program. We'll see how they do throughout the throughout the year because we hey know. That. What's that? that
1: four that four cycle chassis works really well. I'm faster than you in anything. <laughs> oh my god, David! I gotta, yes, say, that. I you gotta were quick, say that you're quick.
0: You're quicker Come than on. I am, but David, I know to, it's you have to finish the races, David.
1: Yeah, that's always a problem.
0: It is a problem, dude. Come on. Uh, let's, let's so we've got obviously the, the, the it's cool to see the, the CRG back here and and uh, running some national stuff. It's been a while since we've seen them in the single speed category, and the, the new material looks really good, as you said, with the black mirror. Uh, and the, is it, it's a KT five, correct? Yeah. Yes. KT five. Well, we also have ri- some rivalries again, of course, in the categories, the pro categories, <clears throat> it feels like we're going back a few years, but we got the Ryan Norberg versus Marion Kremers dial back in an X 30, X 30 senior.
1: Yeah. It was good to see them back at it. Uh, they used to be teammates back in uh, the old PSL days when Ryan Norberg was there. And now they are foes. They are not necessarily enemies. They are good friends off the racetrack. But uh, yeah, on track, they are certainly battling pretty, pretty tough. Uh, Kremers certainly was quick in the rain on Sunday. Uh, That's when he shined, had some mechanical issues. And we'll talk more about that later. But Norberg uh, shaking off that one month rust and getting back behind the wheel for the first time in 2022. and, And certainly showed the speed and showed no lack of rust uh, in his in his performance,
0: Kremers will be with PSL Karting all year long. He's our PSL factory driver this year, and so it'll be good to have Mario with us. That'll be a great uh, rivalry throughout the season, and it just seems like we've refired the AJ Myers and Danny Formal rivalry in Pro Shifter as well. I know you throw the Billy Musgraves in there when when we go Pro Tour racing. I expect we'll be uh, throwing the Jake French's back in there, but it was it was good to see Myers and Formal back on track going at it.
1: Yeah, they're they're going to continue their battle throughout the season. Obviously, uh, they've been doing that already in the uh, Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour program. Yep. But uh, we'll see a lot more of that at the Pro Tour this year between them and, as you said, Jake French, Billy Musgrave, and a number of other drivers that are uh, certainly going to be racing pro shifters this year.
0: Yeah, we know that, uh, Kyle, Wood could be there as well with GFC on the track match? We yeah, talked about yeah. that when we were. So there's going to be a lot, a lot of big dogs going to be at the Winter Nationals when we kick off the pro tour. Well, there is your paddock pass brought to you by Mark A racing. Uh, after this break, time to jump into the race report, folks. We've got X30 pro KA 100 senior to fire things up. Leading edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting at the helm is industry veteran, Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid 1990s. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California and across the country. Arrive and Drive services, kart preparation and driver coaching are available under the LEM 10 throughout the season. Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events, including the Rock the Rio. And the Scusa Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades, and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more, and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. You can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market. But when you're karting to win, it boils down to one thing. You, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, and you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Alan Rudolph, with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. Allen Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the Academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the Academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, talking about the Supercarts USA Winter Series finale from Homestead, which uh, took place on February 11th, 12th, and 13th. This is the Debrief Podcast. Rob Howard alongside David Cole. And this, uh, this race report presented by MG Tires. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. MG Tires are the official spec tire of the U.S. Pro Card Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, Sunshine State Karting Championship, the Miami USA Grand National Championship, and countless clubs across the country. Whether it's the medium SH Red, the soft SM Yellow, the super soft green SS, or the intermediate white IZ, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. MG Tires, for the drivers. All right, David, let's jump in here. And as we do, I'll throw out the headline. We'll fill in the action after that. We'll talk Saturday. We'll talk Sunday. X30 Pro to get things underway. And your headline is Norberg and Ramos grab first wins of 2022 as Morgado claims title.
1: This was an interesting season in the or series in the X30 senior division with uh, <clears throat> four different drivers picking up victories over the four different rounds. Uh, Saturday, it seemed to be a number of different drivers that were up front and, uh, and battling for victory. Carson Morgan ended up becoming the uh, quick driver in qualifying uh, before Mateus Morgado took over in the pre-final. Uh, once we got main event racing, Norberg just uh, kind of inched his way forward, kind of like what we saw at Super Nationals, just waiting for the opportune moments, getting uh, by and around for the lead early on, and then from there was able to drive away to uh, to victory at first when they came to the scales, he was penalized for jumping the start. Yeah, but a protest was filed and he actually won the protest uh, after reviewing videos and and other. Um, I guess their the excuse the Scusa video and his onboard video. And uh, so he was awarded back awarded the victory and that put him on top of the podium over Morgato with Diego Ramos in the third position.
0: Yeah, Martin Kremers was fourth in the Greenmeyer, another top five finish for the uh, RPG driver. But yeah, indeed, uh, Ryan Norberg, one of those deals, like you said, he got out front, started pulling away a bit. And once he got far enough up front for everybody to say, hey, you know, what, we're battling for second. <laughs> it was all over at that point. They started scrapping it out for P2, as we had said. Uh, so a big one for Norberg, I think, to be able to come out here, as you said, on the on the uh, the couch, essentially for January uh, came back for his, to start the season off with Rawlison Performance Group and gets that first win. Always nice to knock the victory coming out of the gate. Uh, hard charger, West Duchak, actually started back in 26th position, up 13 spots and against a very tough field. Good run for Duchak, David, up to P13.
1: Yeah, actually a driver under the Rawlison Performance Group tent who scored two top 15 finishes. So this was a, a good start to the weekend, and he ended up finishing in the top 15 once again on Sunday.
0: So here's we'll fill you in on kind of Sunday uh, just weather wise too. So we had that rain early. It was rain and then a wet track and then right around the middle uh, essentially the 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 Pro and Master shifter class in the pre pre-finals is when we start when we when we moved to fully dry and we went
1: to mm, sure? no shifters shifters are all on the wet tires. Yeah,
0: but I mean right after that. Right, right, right after right, that right X30 right after
1: X30 that. Junior was the next category and there was actually some drivers that Went with rains and and didn't quite make the right decision because dry tires was was the preferred option there. But uh, yeah, the racetrack was still a little bit a little bit damp in certain spots as we got up to the X thirty Senior exactly uh, so, main event or so if, you didn't,
0: if you didn't watch on Cart Chaser or listen on e karting news on the EKN radio network, X thirty Pro was the last class of the day, so they had a wet qualifying. But they were dry, dry with the with air quotes, right? <laughs> because there were, there were a lot of throughout the rest of the day. There was there was dampness and, and puddles all over the ra- the racetrack, but the dry line had developed for them in the in the wet weather. So let's jump into it in the in the wet qualifying session. Marion Kremer's David uh, fastest driver.
1: Yeah, Kremer's uh, certainly showed the pace. I think it was Norberg who ended up in the in the second spot. I was there on the scale line; he was ecstatic to be not too far off of Kremer's because uh, he knows the pedigree that Kremer's does have in wet weather racing. Uh, Pre again, it was a bit of a chaotic uh, early couple of laps because that track was again a little bit damp in certain spots, especially going into Turn One, where we saw a number of drivers exceed that track limits because uh, they couldn't hold on and make the uh, make the corner. Uh, I think I want to say Norberg was one of them. I was shooting, shooting as they were coming through turn one, and nearly came uh, up to close to the uh, the barriers on the exit there. And a number of drivers followed them right through, so it was a lot of shuffling. Ended up being Ramos scoring the uh, the victory in the pre final, and then um, and so. Kremers was among those early on at the front with them, unfortunately, fell off pace and eventually pulled off with a broken reed in the engine. So he would have to go and start from the tail of the field for the main event. Uh, once the main event got underway, it was Morgato that jumped out to the lead, led a majority of the main event uh, until Ramos was finally able to make a move with about two laps to go. And then from there, uh, Morgado looked like he was going to make an attempt. Uh, he claims he ran into a puddle, uh, trying to make a move on Ramos. Uh, I didn't see a, any puddles by that time because it was pretty warm.
0: Didn't he? And, did, didn't he say that the, the puddle because because he, he had led Ramos, what like was a couple of cart lengths back and not close enough to make a move? Didn't Morgado say that he got into the puddle? That's how that's how Ramos got by. Was that Morgado got in a puddle and went off or something like that? Isn't it? Wasn't that the case?
1: I, to be honest, I didn't even see the pass. I was again, I trying to shoot photos. Um, but no, Ramos was right there for the most part uh, as, as we got closer to the end of the race. Um, yeah, I so I'm, I thought it was Morgado ran into a puddle trying to come back to take the lead
0: oh, I because he closed lie-bye.
1: up, he closed <laughs> back up. And then on that last lap, again, Ramos was up by a second by the time they got to the checkered flag. Yeah, the
0: bottom line is is that Ramos gets gets the win as you said David, four different uh winners on the uh, on the on the year. Morgato ends up getting the championship uh with f- uh, four straight second place finishes. No no wins for Margado, four straight second place finishes. Norberg ends up in third. Alessandro de Tullio, winner from January on the Parallel, ends up fourth and uh Carson Morgan rounding out the top 5.
1: Yeah, it was the I want to say this is the third time that uh, we've had a champion not win in one of the four rounds. Norberg did it twice, and now Morgado yeah. once.
0: And, and not surprisingly, uh, we talked about Kremers having the issue with the read in the pre-final. He starts dead last, uh, almost dead last, ends up uh, going up 22 spots, 31st up into the top 10 ninth when all the penalties were handed down.
1: Yeah, he was man on a mission, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: Um, regarded with the championship, Ramos with that victory, jumping himself into second in the points, and Thomas Naveau for Trinity Carding Group uh, had a really strong, uh, just o- an overall body of work through all through all four races. Thomas Nouveau ends up third in the championship.
1: Yeah, he didn't quite uh, have the pace Saturday, and it looked like he was good on Sunday. He was top three in the pre-final, but got shuffled back and outside the top five. I want to say he finished sixth. Uh, but yeah, like you kind of said, overall, uh, finished seventh actually. Overall, a pretty good body of work. Again, they just need to fine tune, I think, a little bit, uh, on the setups because early, early runs, I think, as we saw in the pre final, you know, eight laps, they were, uh, certainly quick. It was the longer runs, I think, where they struggled.
0: Uh, let's move into KA 100 senior. Here's the headline wild and controversial ending as Morgan adds Winter Series title. Uh,
1: yes. Yeah, so let's begin with Saturday. There was, uh, Not so much controversy, but uh, a lot of contact and a lot of uh, a lot of penalties that kind of shape the out out the uh, the results of the of the race.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: Qualifying was uncontested with Colin Lloyd uh, set setting up with fast lap of the race. And Lloyd was actually the driver to win in the pre-final. So started the main event from the front row on the pole position, a pretty good battle throughout the race, uh, a number of different drivers kind of mixing it up, you know, some pretty good racing here and there. Uh, but again, another wild last lap, something that we're, I think we're going to commonly see with K 100 racing because the, the, the speeds and, and the racing are so close. Uh, I'm trying to, let me, let me get to my other notes that I had here. It was, uh, you know, Morgan was among those in the fight with, um, with Fletcher and Lloyd and just kind of back and forth battling through the hairpins, both the first hairpin there and then the faraway hairpin and ended up being with Morgan crossing the line as the provisional winner. Unfortunately, a pushback bumper for him along with provisional runner up, Jeremy Fletcher dropped them down the order that promoted the Colin Lloyd up to the top of the podium for her, for his his first win victory of the season. Um, Aiden Rudolph was then promoted up into the second spot ahead of Finnegan Bailiff, who got to the podium for the first time. Morgan ended up finishing in the four spot with Gia Cicero in the fifth position.
0: Yeah, good run for Cicero there as well. She's able to put the RPG Cosmic P5, as you had said. The pushback bumpers, we when you bring them back in, you know they're going to somehow find themselves onto a onto a timing and scoring result sheet, and they did for a number of drivers. As you said, Morgan comes across the line as the winner, but gets that pushback bumper. Driver getting the hard charger on Saturday, Alexandre Fotis uh, on the Burrell Art, up nine spots, started 23rd worked his way up to 14th moving down to Sunday, which were all that was where all the controversy was, uh, Aiden Rudolph starting the day off, uh, qualifying on the pole position. Jeremy Fletcher came back, David, and won the pre-final.
1: Yeah. Both sessions in the wet. Cause again, the track yeah. was still a little bit damp for the pre-final. So Fletcher was able to show his, uh, weather prowess on the, uh, on the Tony cart that set up for, uh, an interesting main event. Again, uh, the top drivers that kind of broke away was Carson Morgan, Finnegan Bailiff and Aiden Rudolph. Morgan essentially jumped up to the lead quickly. Bailiff was able to run him down uh, with, with a pretty quick cart yeah. and then just kind of sat there. And this kind of allowed Aiden Rudolph who also had a pretty quick cart as well to close in and essentially built, built up a, a three driver lead pack. Uh, nobody was really trying to make a move. Rudolph was trying to get around. Nothing really happened. And so that ended up coming down to a last lap battle where, where, where the the gloves came off, I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, It looked like Rudolph was trying to make a move in the double rights, possibly almost, almost got it done on bailiff. Didn't quite happen while Morgan's trying to run defensive. They will go into the first hairpin. Morgan runs defensive bailiff tries an outside move. Doesn't quite happen. Or Stack
0: stacks them all up Stacks obviously.
1: them all up. This allows a group of probably three to four guy drivers come back up into the mix as well. They head down towards the la- the last hairpin where again Morgan runs a defensive line. Bailiff gets a little bit into them, not too much, and they drift wide on the exit. Well, this allows Rudolph to go with the over-under, which essentially puts them in a three three-wide drag race down to what is turn 10 a left-hander you have rudolph now on the outside you have bailiff in the middle and you have morgan on the inside and essentially how do you how did you call this when you saw it i'll let you um, go
0: it, it, it caught it caught both myself and xander off guard right because obviously they're coming out of the corner coming up into turn number 10. <clears throat> morgan's moving over a little, you know morgan's starting to come over a bit as everybody would to the right side of the racetrack to set up for the left uh um Morgan had, Morgan still had a bit I, I want to say probably maybe a half a cart length I think on on uh bailiff bailiff you know got into the back of him when he, when he defended in the nine they both go wide Morgan still had a good enough run in the outside and he still had a, a at least a nose on on uh, on bailiff we know that Rudolph did the over under had a big run and was kind of almost ahead of them To a, well let's say not quite let's say let's say his uh his left rear was kind of right where the the uh, uh, the front the right front of bailiff was and of mm-hmm. course they're they're coming down you know and I'm calling it see what's gonna happen and all of a sudden uh Rudolph ch- shoots to the left car just immediately shoots to the left um in in my in my mind it calling it I assumed it was contact because it it, it, it just they weren't anywhere near the corner that it would have been a move and i and I from what from us looking at our again we're looking at a little, little camera, right? <laughs> if you call these races, we're not calling the race Xander and I on a big TV. It's a big screen with uh, probably two larger, like two large screens on the top part. And then all the other cameras on the bottom. So we're calling off like a laptop, right? So you can always see so much. I didn't see uh, Rudolph's hands move at all. That would have made a move him try to come to the inside. Um, we didn't get a chance to see the replay until afterwards. So I, I, I assume there was, they were just kind of all going to the same spot and the guys were coming over while I'm calling it, I assume that there was contact and that's what brought Rudolph from left to right or from right to left. And of course, he then cl- climbs right into uh, into Morgan, who f- goes straight up in the air. You know, that's just one of those instant reaction. I just figured there was contact and, and then all hell broke loose.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and essentially, you know, that's that's what it looked like. Um, the provisional order, once they got through turn 10, 11 and 12, Rudolph actually ended up crossing the line in front of Bailiff. Morgan ended up in third, despite you know all that contact with Fletcher and Lloyd and a host of others right there behind them. I want to say there were three wide at the line as well, too. So uh, a lot well, of rem-
0: yeah. Remember, Rudolph was able to get through. Comes out. Morgan launched himself over the inside curbing of twelve. Right, jumped all over the curbing. Uh, Rudolph, of course, then has uh bailiff trying to get by him. He drives to the right side of the racetrack to try to defend coming to the line. So it was a pretty crazy run from the, out of the final couple corners. And one thing I'll bring up, David, I didn't mention the first thing I actually, I think we all saw was coming out of that corner. Rudolph got, got the over under was side by side. He was looking to looking right to his left, right? It's not like he was looking down the racetrack or looking to the apex of the corner. He literally was looking down, I think to see, who was coming up alongside him. And I think that's obviously this has been a huge controversy. It's been on social media. Everybody's looked at all the videos. Um the biggest thing I think was eight the fact that Aiden was looking to the left and then the car all of a sudden went went, went left. People you know people are obviously he, he's he said that he didn't move, right? He said it was contact. He didn't move his hands, he didn't make the move. Everybody else is saying he tried to make a chop, chop to take the spot. Right? That's really the crux of the of the conversation.
1: Yeah, le- uh I, what's what's the that what do we want to discuss first i think well, uh, what our opinions are or what we've heard on social media uh,
0: uh um let me say this right now I, I don't want this to be a half an hour deal no right? we're literally going to touch on it and go because yeah okay, one of the things i one of the things I, here's my first preface this isn't the junior category this is a senior class now we have a weird spread right what's more morgan is morgan 14 or 15 now
1: I want to say, yeah, somewhere between 14 and 15. So let's say yeah. we
0: got a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, and, and how old? I think bail of 19, right? You're running in a senior category. Everybody's losing their minds on this. This should have been a conversation between the three drivers involved, and that's it, right? Along,
1: yeah, but, along, along with officials.
0: Along with the officials. Because – Yeah, exactly, right? The officials should sit them down. This is this. This is what we're seeing. Here's the video we have. Drivers, you can talk – and then and then just move on.
1: Yeah, but I think the problem the problem is and is it's been broadcasted. I I think if this wasn't broadcasted, if it was, if we didn't have the video that we have going around on social media, it wouldn't be such a big deal. And we wouldn't have all the trolls that we have on social media attacking drivers, claiming they know what happened. And that I think that is the biggest problem is we don't really know exactly what happened aside from those three drivers. That's it.
0: That's very true.
1: And the only way we only way we can decide it is the onboard footage. And I think that's the missing piece in all of this, not only social media, but also with the officials as well, because I think if the officials actually saw the onboard footage rather than their security cameras that can can't really see much, especially that far away from the corner, uh, it would I think it would have painted a picture, a different picture, because I think, as you said, and that's something that Rudolph stated right away when we talked to them. I didn't move my hands. I, I, I got a nudge from, from behind and the cart went left. And I think that's the biggest issue is, is people saw his head looking to clear, looking to see if he was clear or not, because that's what I thought. I thought in the first instinct, I thought he looked to clear thought it thought about going defensive and it, and he wasn't clear. That was my first instinct but when that, you talk that, that,
0: he, that, he was trying to come up, He thought he had, he thought he had bailiff cleared and was coming right. across to get, at least get bailiff
1: to at least get, try to get to the inside to go defensive. Because yeah. again, that's what all these kids are doing now. It's all about defensive racing rather yeah. than trying to get to the corner first and just holding it on the outside to set up for the next corner. Again, all these kids, you know, Morgan was, was one of them. He did a defensive line, the entire racetrack up until that point.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so, so when it first happened, that's what I thought. Looking at the, the footage, looking at my own photos, because I was literally standing right there, Rudolph didn't move. And that that's one of the hardest things about this is that he's being shunned all over the internet for something that was not blatant, something that was not intentional. It was, a, again, as you said earlier, everybody's going for the same piece of real estate. It's a racing incident. It looked horrific, yeah, but that's part of racing. We've seen... There's another situation that we will talk about later, too, that was that was worse than this. It just wasn't it didn't look as horrific, but it was dirt. It, in my opinion, I guess I shouldn't say dirty. It just was not proper racing etiquette. But but yeah, again, like you said, this is a senior category. The, the officials should have brought them all in together. Got everybody's story ruled, you know, kind of ruled off that, looked at their video, looked at the scuza video and kind of came up with a solution. I don't think Supercars USA did enough to, to kind of um, not only police this, but call this, call this situation properly.
0: Yeah. And then to, to put a cap on it, obviously the, the race is what it is. We'll move on. We'll keep racing. Yeah. It yeah. is, is again, the reason we, you know, we, we put, po- we had put something posted to our social media. We ended up pulling it down because of the, of the, of the cyber bullies that we're seeing right now. It's just, it's, it's really, that part was super sad to me, especially it's the, trolling, yeah. it, it's the trolling. It's, it's, uh, some people coming on there and just absolutely lambasting a 16 year old, right. And, and getting on it. And then, you know, and then Aiden's getting DMs from people, uh, that are cyberbullying, Right. And, and listen, uh, between Christmas and new year's, I had to write, I had to write an article, uh, talking about the passing of Colby Debato, right. From suicide. And that's something, listen, we, Everybody at that point for the next, you know, whatever week it was, or whatever, we were all about taking care of each other and all about supporting each other and, and making sure that, you know, everybody felt that they were had, you know, <laughs> friends and loved ones or whatever it may be in our sport right now. And then that literally comes out a month and a half later. And I, I was kind of disgusted yesterday about that. It was just really – it hurt me to the core to see people be just so rude and mean and over a karting event. It just – that that's – the biggest negative of this, because all three, all three of those drivers are going to go on. They're going to win races, and they're going to battle it out back and forth against each other for the next couple of years. We're still they're racers, uh, and racers need to take care of themselves. They need they're adults. They need to have their own conversations with each other. But what we saw on social media again, my God, it just it was it, for a majority of it was just disgusting to me. It is. It It, is. it, it,
1: it truly is. And even some of the comments we got back after removing the post was even yeah. worse.
0: Yeah, it's, and
1: that and that's the worst part because again, you, like you said it perfectly, Rob. Kobe's not the only one. We've had another Carter in Minnesota take yep, his own life. We had exactly. we've had I've had family members take their own lives. It's 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 something that's not going to go away. It's something that hopefully we can decrease more as we move forward, but it's something that's not going away. Unfortunately, because of the social media world that we live in, and yeah, it's it's it truly is disgusting. And yeah, yeah. Uh, like you said, these I think these the problem is, is they're, they're still kind of kids. Yeah. Um, And again, I think they should have all sat around and talked with it. And I think scusa should have stepped up and said, Hey guys, let's have a meeting right now. Let's, let's nip this in the bud and get it over with and discuss it and, and, and decide what we need to do going forward. And again, I don't, nothing was done intentionally. It was everybody going for the same piece of real estate. I think that's the one thing we need to remember about this incident. And uh, I, I really, I really hope people go back and look at it and really empty their brain, clear their mind of any preconceived notions and look at it again, over and over again.
0: And, and like I said, we're, we're, and move on. We're going racing, right? Yeah. There's a racist yeah. weekend, rock racist weekend. You're going to the challenge in two weekends. USPKS the weekend after that, that, you know, the pro tour starts, we're, we're going racing. So this, and again, this, this was just another, another core example you know, something happens on the racetrack wasn't probably handled the best it probably could have been. Everybody should have got together, and then of course the fallout on social media afterwards was just one of those things that so you know it's the absolute worst that social media can be. Sometimes social media can be amazing. That we just saw was like the absolute worst. The cyberbullying, the, the the commentary was just, just in my again disgusting. Hurt it hurt my heart. I hated it. All right. Done. Passed it. Hard charger of that race. Greg Campos on the parallel moving up nine spots. Nineteenth up to 10th. Great run for him. Uh, and again, as we said, when it's all said and done, penalties laid down. Um Morgan got the win. Fletcher second. Lloyd third. Uh how about Gia Cicero? Let's 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 put a positive at the end of the spin, David. Gia Cicero uh, with a couple of top fives. Uh, in the winter series, she's really dialing things in uh, with her allison performance group. Uh, you know what we may we may see some podiums and potential win out of GIA before the year's done.
1: Yeah, she got shuffled down to she started uh, 12th and worked her way forward and uh, let, uh, posted the fast lap of the race and was, again, among those right there in the thick of things as uh, as they were all crossing the uh, the checkered flag.
0: Yeah, we're seeing lots of thick of things because, like you had mentioned before, uh, the purveying strategy right now to win a race is to go super defensive on the last lap. Uh, and that just brings everybody back into the fight. Like, it, we oh, saw of it course. Was, saw it at the Supernats again. Anytime you defend, especially on that track layout, and it's the same thing here. Once you start defending into two, three, four, in the inner, inner loop, it just brings everybody back into the fight. Morgan ends up with the championship. David Fletcher ends up in second back by 78 points and uh, coming off a really strong weekend here in rounds 3 and 4 Colin Lloyd third overall in KA100 senior. Uh all right, that wraps that up. We get back KA100 junior, X30 junior. Those are the next two categories here on the race report. <music> the winter series is complete and our racers are ready. It's time for the 13th edition of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, the sports-only coast-to-coast national championship series. Come challenge yourself against the best of the best and take your shot at the coveted number one place. The 2022 Supercarts USA Pro Tour kicks off on the April 1st to 3rd weekend at Nola Motorsports Park in New Orleans with the 5th annual Winter Nationals. Come for the most competitive kart racing in the country and enjoy everything that the Big Easy has to offer. This year's Spring Nationals will take scoos drivers and teams back to Utah Motorsports campus on June 10th, 11th and 12th at the popular facility located just outside Salt Lake City. Newcastle Motorsports Park will again play host to the Pro Tour Finale, the 13th running of the Superkarts USA Summer Nationals on July 29, 30 and 31. Registration for the Winter Nationals is now open. So head to motorsportreg.com and lock in your spot on the NOLA grid. We'll see you there. Established in 1999, PSL karting has become a powerhouse within the karting industry for North America and around the world. PSL Karting is your complete source for all Borel Art products as the North American importer, providing this top quality product through both their expansive dealer network or through the PSLKarting.com online store. Whatever you need is available 24-7 online, including safety gear, parts, components, and full karting packages. All three brands, Borel Art, Ricardo Kart, and Charles Leclerc Karts are in stock and ready to hit the track. Grab your winning chassis for any category by visiting pslkarting.com to find your nearest dealer. PSL Karting is always looking for interest in new dealers and teams to help create new business relationships. Drivers looking to take their talents to the next level can join the Burrell Art North America race team competing at all the major U.S. and Canadian events this season. When you're ready to win, go with PSL Karting. Welcome back to the EK and Radio Network as we take a deep dive into the Supercars USA Winter Series finale, rounds three and four of the program. Uh, Rob Howard alongside David Cole. If we're talking junior racing in this weekend, we're talking about Caleb Gaffera. Unbelievable weekend for the young driver in North Carolina for Rollison Performance Group. We'll start with KA One Hundred Senior David. Here's the headline: Gaffera locks in title with double win weekend.
1: Saturday was nearly a sweep Uh, set fast time in qualifying and actually won the pre-final on track, but was penalized three seconds for scrubbing tires. So that moved Max Taylor aboard the new LN racing cart uh, with Mike Doty racing to the top of the spot and started on pole position that put, Uh, Caleb on the outside of the front row, which was not exactly the best spot you want to be at Homestead when starting a race and uh, was actually shuffled back down to the seventh position on the opening lap. But by lap six was back up into the lead and then from there hammered it down and got away to an eight second margin of victory for his second of the series.
0: Yeah, flat pulled away, and like we saw in a number of the categories, once somebody started to pull away a little bit, the drivers then start kind of battling for second, um, and that allowed him to pull away even further. Uh, Max Taylor on that Lando Norris cart ends up in second, and Valentino Garbarino on the Tony cart rounding out the podium. Luke Welcome, always strong down at Homestead, finishes fourth, and Diego Aguil uh, on the Tony cart rounding out the top five. Uh, Nathan Dupuy on expree was the hard charger, started back in 27th and weaved his way up into 17th. Ten spot improvement for Dupuy.
1: Yeah, good day to a good way to wrap up Saturday, and then we headed into Sunday, which again, wet weather, qualifying session, and the guy we saw that was pretty good in the wet last month, Stephen Miller, ended up setting up setting the fast time in qualifying, just edging out Caleb by I want to say about seven hundredths of a second in qualifying for fast lap. Uh, The wet pre final. Had Caleb Gaffera in the top spot driving away to the win. And essentially that was the winning move because as soon as they waved the green flag in the main event, it was all Caleb Gaffera out front, just (laughs) gone. I want to say his fastest lap was more than a half second quicker than anybody else in the field drove away to a 17.8 second margin of victory in the 22 lap race.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a good old-fashioned fa- smackdown uh, to win the championship. The only driver that could have taken the championship away from him, and it was a long shot, would have been Austin Jers. He had to have essentially a perfect day uh, to be able to get the championship away from Gaffera. I did not do that, obviously. Gaffera winning the pre-final and then the final by 17.8 seconds. Uh, a good overall day for Stephen Miller. He ends up coming out with the second spot. Adam Brickley on a cart Republican third. Jers- fourth on the red speed and Ernesto Rivera, David rounding out the uh, top five. But let's give it up to Austin Jurors. Didn't go the way he needed to win the championship, but he put on a show for sure. He started back in 27th. And while we were watching Gaffera pull away, we're watching the battle for second, third, and fourth. Up comes Jurors from 27th to fourth. 23 position improvement for Austin.
1: Yeah. A bit of a, I want to say, I thought it was electrical. They had an issue with the engine in the pre-final. So that took him out of the pre-final early and yeah, certainly a, a solid drive had obviously a good setup on brand new tires. Cause everybody started the race with uh, not brand new. I should say it's, I think they carry over from Saturday. So a good, uh, a good run for him again, that battle for second was just non-stop all race long. And eventually Miller got away and got the position and then Brickley, Uh, earning his first podium of the series.
0: Uh, Obviously, Gafferra, with a couple of wins there on Sunday, uh, Saturday and Sunday, gets that championship by 170 points over Austin Jurz Garbarino, an overall strong uh, performance throughout all four races. He ends up third in the championship. But Gafferra, again, getting out to a a tremendous start in the program. Let's go to X-30 Jr. Headline, Gafferra doubles to complete four-win weekend.
1: Yeah, amazing weekend by the North Carolina driver. Again, didn't quite look like it was going to be a victory on Saturday as Brandon Carr was the driver to beat all day long. It was really his rear bumper that was the person or the item that yeah. beat him as it uh, dislodged itself from the cart and was uh, he was given a uh, meatball flag to pull off the racetrack early on in the final while leading. So that essentially took the victory away from him. Uh, Caleb Gaffer ended up driving up to the top spot by about the halfway point. And just after that, we had a red flag come out for a driver complaining of back pain. Luckily, the driver was able to get up and uh, and be cleared. But uh, the race was ended early and that allowed Caleb Gaffer to earn his first victory of the 2022 season in the X30 junior division.
0: Yeah, I think did we get 18 laps. That's, uh, I think was it 18,
1: 16, 18, somewhere around there. Yep. Yeah.
0: Because it would, I think we were all kind of excited that we were going to maybe get like a really short sprint to see who was going to win it. Yeah, uh, it
1: looked like it was going to be set. It was setting up to be a good battle. You had Max Garcia there in second, Michael Costello in third, Christian Miles there in fourth. They were, but they were look like they were going to about hook up and start running down Caleb. So looked like it was going to be a good fight. It ended up going to lap seventeen.
0: There you go. Sebastian Weldon and Max Garcia, both in that top five and that played in what would be an interesting uh, championship battle on Sunday, coming out of the gate. Weldon David quickest driver in the wet weather conditions uh, uh, on Sunday in qualifying. But again, it was Brandon Carr stepping to back up once again, uh, obviously quick all weekend long car ends up winning the pre-final.
1: Yeah. As we talked about a little bit in the paddock or earlier in the show, uh, this was the this was the race where we had drivers going out on on dry tires for the yep. first time, uh, but some drivers chose to stay with the wet MG tires. Uh, that was not the case. Luckily, it was only an eight lap sprint because if it was a, a the scheduled distance in the pre final, I think some of those in the on the wet tires would have fell back even further, including Caleb Gafera, who ended up finishing an eighth spot after running up front in the opening lap while the tires were still coming up to temperature but ended up being Carr that was, again, as we saw fast on Saturday, ended up being quick early in the pre-final and scoring the win uh, for for that race. Uh, as we uh, went into the main event, Carr ended up establishing a pretty solid lead, but the driver on the move was Caleb Gaffer coming up through the field from that eighth position. Eventually, he caught up to Carr and then took over the lead, and then from there, Carr just kind of sat on the rear bumper of Caleb uh, that allowed uh, Max Garcia to close in a little bit as well, too, which set up for what was a pretty good last lap battle between these three drivers.
0: Well, the interesting <laughs> thing about it is when it's all said and done, gefera gets the win. So, uh, Sebastian Weldon, damn, talk about him jumping up into second spot.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, again, a little bit of contact here and there. Uh, Garcia actually crossed the line and third, but was penalized for contact, so that dropped him down. Weldon was able to move up. Uh, As he was able to slip by in in this last lap battle, Uh, that moved Christian Miles up into the third position and moved Carr down to fourth. And then Michael Costello ended up finishing in fifth. So Garcia dropped down to, I want to say it was P7. Let me see here. Uh, P6, Uh, but did have fast lap points, Uh, but wasn't quite enough uh, in terms of the championship chase. Yeah,
0: that's a crazy thing, right? So he would have finished third, uh, but instead goes down to six. The the, ch- the championship ends up going to Weldon by 23 points. Uh, very tight. But, uh, yeah, Sebastian Weldon getting the championship uh, in the X-30 junior category. Gar- Garcia ends up in second. And, and with that big strong weekend with a couple of wins in this X-30 junior category, Caleb Gafferra moving himself up into third. So he won the KA 100 junior championship third in the title in X-30 junior. Uh, hard charger. Uh, Jacob Kolar on the uh, FA cart, uh, 26 spots. David started thirty eight, throw his way up into 12th.
1: That's a good amount in a, a 22 lap battle. So more than one car to lap, certainly a good run. He was among the top 10 drivers on Saturday. So obviously something happened in the pre-final uh, again, might've been one of those drivers on wet, on on the wet tires or, or just slipped up on, on the dry tires as he, as they started.
0: All right, folks, let's go to a quick break. And when we get back, we'll jump into X30 Master, Pro Shifter, and Master Shifter as the race report continues from the Supercarts USA Winter Series finale from Homestead. Stay with us. More to come. Are you ready to step up your game? If so, joining the Rawlison Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups and we're focused on developing cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. Rawls and Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. AVP has become the benchmark in both Miami and Rock competition. We also have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team, providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503 503- Two six zero four five one four Rawls Performance Group. We race to win.
2: History, success, family—those are the three words that describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis and they have provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers throughout their near six decades of business. Comet's online store features everything you need continually adding new parts to their product line. Comet Cart Sales attends dozens of karting events every year offering trackside service for racers and families. Karting veterans Mark Dismore Jr. and Gary Lawson provide one-on-one driver coaching and tuning assistance for each trackside customer. The engine building business, Comet Racing Engines, has won countless major events and championships over decades of karting, and they continue to offer the best trackside service in the industry. Make sure you head to CometKartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be a part of the Comet Kart Sales family today.
0: Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howard alongside David Cole jumping into the Race Report, which is brought to you by MG Tires. This is the debrief, episode number 91. It is February the 18th, and we're working our way through the Supercarts USA Winter Series finale, which was in Homestead on the February 11th, 12th, and 13th weekend. Let's go to X30 Masters. Ramalho becomes two-time winner and champion.
1: Yeah, it wasn't uh, quite a full field in the X30 Master, but pretty good battle up front all weekend long. Romalo was the driver to beat on Saturday as he was able to sweep the day, setting fast time and qualifying, winning the pre-final and then holding off Luis Schiavo in the main event to earn his second victory in the first three rounds of the program. Mario Barrios ended up finishing in the third spot with round one winner, Michelle Garrido in the fourth spot and Diego Rodriguez in the fifth spot.
0: So a sweep on the day for Ramalho. Then we move over to Sunday and, and while Ramalho was quick on, on Saturday, it was actually David Luis Schiavo who stepped up in the, in the wet conditions, qualified on the pole. And then in the, uh, the dry conditions for the pre-final one there as well, but, and then really kind of, kind of dominated things in the main event.
1: Yeah, kept the lead throughout the majority of the race, had Romalo right there, kind of putting on the pressure for the majority of the race. Romalo actually setting fast lap of the race following uh, Schiavo, but just wasn't able to make a move on the last lap that was able to stick as Schiavo was able to drive away to a 1.9 second uh, victory over Romalo.
0: Yeah, Romalo second, Barrios third, Garrido fourth, and Yuri Gaspar on the Borella rounding out the top. Five sweep Uh, For Schiavo as he gets his first Winter Series victory. Ramalho ends up with the championship as he stayed with Schiavo. 40 points between first and second. Garrido finishing in third. We'll go to Pro Shifter now. Here's the headline. Myers opens 2022 season with two wins. But a sub-headline could be local driver battles it out with three of the absolute best. Alan Isambard, local driver at Homestead, fighting it out with A.J. Myers, Danny Formal, and Billy Musgrave.
1: Yeah, that was really the story on Saturday was yeah. the the performance by Isenbar? I think a little bit of an engine tuning was a little bit off in the main event, but he was quickest in qualifying, was able to hold them all off in the pre-final for the win there. But uh, A.J. Myers just proved to be a little bit stronger in the main event, driving away to a six second margin of victory. Uh, Formel was able to get by Isenbar for the second spot with uh, Musgrave back there and forth, having a little bit of a break issue problem on Saturday from what yeah. we were told, uh, looking for breaks around the paddock that, that night uh, David Greco, the Canadian with PSL carding finishing in fifth spot.
0: Uh, another, it was a full sweep for AJ Myers on Sunday, qualified on pole in the wet uh, and then won the pre-final as well. And, and literally got the whole <laughs> shot, <clears throat> David and just kind of pulled away. Um yeah, Formal
1: Formal tried to get to the inside, looked like you know they were about even off the line, but uh Myers muscled them a little bit to uh to get to the apex first and then for that shoved more Formal a little bit wide. I think Formal actually fell back all the way to last uh as they got through turns 2 and 3. So it was really kind of watching Formal work his way back forward. He ended up actually crossing the line in the second spot when the checkered flag waved. But a pushback bumper penalty dropped him down to fourth and off the podium. So that moved Billy Musgrave up into the second spot with uh, Isenbarb in third. And then Greco with another top five
0: finish. And yeah, the championship, Alvin Isenbarb wins the t- title. Of course, uh, A.J. Myers was not at the opening round of the program. So he wins the championship. Billy Musgrave comes in second, and any Rule rounding out the top three drivers in the championship category. And again,
1: again, reminder all our championship points are all unofficial. unofficial. This is not scooza points. These are all my own that I did while, you know, at night doing things. Working away. <laughs> yeah.
0: Working away. Working away. <laughs> yeah, working away. Yeah, working away. Uh, Master ship. I have David. a
1: math degree. Back me up on that. You right? do
0: have a math degree, David. You, there is no other spreadsheet uh, wizard uh, in carding like you. No doubt about it. I don't, know, I don't it. know.
1: Some of these teams are getting pretty good because we're not getting asked as much anymore. That's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: Thank God. I appreciate Well, that, that is good
1: because I didn't have quite have time on Sunday to do I it. Know.
0: I know. I was asking you. You didn't have time. Um, headline for Master Shifter. sketchy sweeps weekend to clinch championship.
1: The Bermuda bombshell. Does that work?
0: Bombshell? <laughs> bombshell is like a like a hot yeah, he's lawn. a good looking
1: <laughs> guy he's a
0: looking he's a good looking
1: guy i mean come on now uh yeah B- Skitchy actually was the driver to beat all all weekend long especially on saturday ended up coming through with a clean sweep qualifying pre-found on the final despite having an increased field this weekend uh barnes was able to drive away to a 3.3 second margin of victory over patrick Otto madsen who has a number of laps there uh at homestead facility uh, Scott Priesty in the third spot, Robert. Fiji, Fee- Fiji,
0: like Fiji, Fiji. Gotcha. Yeah. Like okay. in like the Feej. fourth
1: spot with Ken Schilling in fifth spot. Uh, again, not really much other than that on Saturday, Sunday. Again, a little different story. Uh, wet weather. Some of these Masters gri- drivers don't like getting wet, so some of them <laughs> sat out in qualifying and the pre final. Uh, That allowed Presti to to set fast time in qualifying and win the pre-final as Barnes kind of actually got disqualified in the pre-final for being too narrow in the rear of the cart. So that that put him that put him in the back. But really, there were. There's only five drivers out there, so he was able to get to the front right away and then essentially drive away to a six-second victory in the main event.
0: Yeah, Madsen finishing second, Presti in third, Feige in fourth, and Brandon Reed on the comp cart rounding up the top five. Barnes drops the rum swizzle on him and grabs the championship (laughs) over (laughs) over Schilling (laughs) Schilling and Bagari. Parshag (laughs) Bagari.
1: That's a good one, too. See, I, I, I did Bermuda bombshell. You did rum shizzle.
0: Swizzle. A rum swizzle, swizzle.
1: rum that's, rum that's swizzle it's like,
0: like right. the official drink i think of bermuda the rum swizzle. is it
1: yeah. i didn't know this yeah, why yeah,
0: why like, did we not have any of that here i i have them when i was out there when i, when I went and ran why do they not have there. it here in the states we should you know what we'll have to make up some rum swizzles at the, maybe that's uh, my
1: new uh side hustle
0: is becoming the importer for that of the, of the rum swizzle <laughs> yeah david cole the swizzler <laughs> <laughs> all right folks uh let's let's have another quick break we come back we'll go mini swift and micro swift to wrap up the race report it all started in 1994 when former successful cart driver albino perilyn decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop that's when perilyn was born Fast forward 20 years, and Perlin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races. With the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, North America, and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ Champion in the same year. Parolin USA is North America's source for Parolin products and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parolin chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for junior and senior classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet classes. Parolin has been winning races all over the world and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro De Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. All over the karting world, everyone knows, OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xprix chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Skuza Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, or to find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, X-Free, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups and contact OTK USA directly. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network brought to you by David Cole's Rum Swizzle <laughs> Enterprise.
1: It, as, as I keep bugging my wife, it's my birthday week. I'm going to be as crazy as I want.
0: A birthday week. What are you talking about? You're horrible. You're horrible. Uh, I know. MTK, it's, it's
1: it's so millennial, isn't it?
0: It is 100% millennial. Wow. Wow. Um, MG Tires. I don't even celebrate a birthday, David. You want know a week?
1: <laughs> well, that, once you get past 50, it's all looking downhill, right? Yeah,
0: I celebrate every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, there up. you go.
0: I woke up. I woke up. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, MG Tires, the sponsor of our race report. Let's uh, jump into Mini Swift. Harvick wins both as Weldon locks title. A couple of titles for the Weldons.
1: Yeah, that's something uh that was unique about this uh this series the this year's excuse the, winter series so with uh two brothers earning championships. We'll get to that a little bit later. First talk about Saturday's action. Kai Johnson actually was the driver to beat early yeah, on, yep. set fast time in qualifying and drove away to the pre-final win. Uh, In the main event, however, Keelan Harvick was able to jump out to the lead by lap two and then led the remainder of the distance with Oliver Welding sitting there right there in second spot with Tyler Roberts up into the third position. Johnson ended up dropping down to fourth with Lucas Palacio in the fifth position.
0: Yeah, uh, the hard charger Jackson Wolney on the Burrell Art started back in 41st. And was able to work his way up to 18th, at 23 position improvement for Jackson Wolney.
1: That's some good experience right there. <laughs>
0: exactly, I love that. A you know, you G- get a chance to pass guys.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna be a good omen for him the rest of the season because again, you pass uh, one cart more more than one cart a lap. That's that's a great way to get get uh, experience and again knowledge on on the proper way to pass. So the-
0: I'd love
1: I'd love to see that on board.
0: I did, yeah, hundred percent, right. Um, in the race order, Mini Swift was lined up P four. Microsoft was P one. So both these categories having on Sunday both wet qualifying and a wet pre final. Um, Asher Oxtie driver qualifies on the pole in the challenging wet conditions uh, on the Tony cart. Although Harvick David came back and was able to get that pre final win to start on the pole for the main.
1: Yeah, put him on the pole position. Essentially, was the driver to beat. In the main event, leading all the first 19 laps. However, he did have Oliver Weldon on his bumper for the for the majority of the race as they began the last lap. And again, this was the situation. I'm not quite sure exactly how it unfolded. Uh, They went down towards turn number two and it looked like Harvick was a, a little bit running of a defensive line. But to me, from where I was standing, it looked like he almost came to a complete stop when he got to the corner. Okay. And Weldon, I think, was maybe possibly trying to pull the over-under and just railed the rear bumper of Ke- Keelan Harvick. And I th- I think we all knew what was going to be happening was the front bumper of Weldon was going to be pushed in completely from that uh, situation. As, it, as it, was, it, conti- it,
0: it was hard for us to see it on, on TV because, I, I yeah. as I recall where the camera was, was shooting was kind of coming right through the trees there. And I, and I know that Xander called it, that he almost parked it. Uh, I, it was hard for us to get a good look at it.
1: Yeah. It's again, I wish I was closer. I wish I had, you know, better vantage point of, of what exactly happened, but they continued on and Weldon didn't quit. You know, he came right back and at the first hairpin was able to get inside of Harvick and take over the top spot. I think Harvick tried to pull, a quick over under or under Oh, under over, I guess, because he was defensive going in. Yeah, Harvick and- you
0: know, Har- uh Weldon had already taken the spot away. Remember, Weldon 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 led coming into turn seven, the first hairpin, and then Harvick dove down the inside to make the pass and came out and, and was pinched it on the inside. didn't didn't go wide. Kind ah, of cor- came around the came around the corner and just went like was um, again was super slow coming out of the corner again. Weldon went all the way around the outside and was able to hold the spot.
1: Yeah, no, it was a great move. It was a great move by the uh, the younger Weldon and from there was able to dr- drive to the uh, the provisional victory. Unfortunately, again as we mentioned, uh pushback bumper penalty for both uh both sides being pushed in. That dropped him down to the 5th position and elevated Harvick to the top of the podium.
0: Yeah, Carson Weinberg, we mentioned that earlier. He had a strong weekend, all, all, all told. Weinberg on that CRG, Black Mirror finishing in second. Salvador Della Vecchia on the parallel was third. Lucas Palacio, a couple of top fives uh, in the fourth spot. And Weldon, as you had said, that penalty dropping him down into the fifth spot. Uh, Kai Johnson, you, we mentioned the issue with Kai. Uh, uh, we didn't mention it. He actually started 40th in the, uh, the pre-final. David, do you, do you know what happened to, to put Johnson down to 40th in the pre-final?
1: uh Johnson 40th in the pre-final. I'm not exactly I, sure I what happened. Thing. I can let's see. Oh, a disqualification doo, 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 for wrong tires.
0: Oh, all right.
1: So, <laughs> I want so if it being a wet weather session, so maybe possibly he changed rain
0: tires. Yeah, they put the wrong tires on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. or just put the wrong rain tires on. So yeah. again, something something regarding that cuz he actually ended up finishing in the top five in the pre-final, so okay. yeah, disqualification drops him down.
0: So started 40th, he came up to 11th. He is your hard charger. And, and we look at the championship uh, points. And it looks like an, like an all-star race with <laughs> Weldon, Harvick, and Johnson. Now, Kai Johnson, not the son of Jimmy Johnson. So. No. <laughs> Obi's son, not Jimmy. So, uh, But,
1: hey, uh, younger brother of, of uh, another good racer that's coming Nikita. up the ranks. Yeah. And
0: Nikita Johnson will be running in the USF Juniors program this year. But Weldon does, get, Weldon does get the championship. Um, 45 points up on Harvick. So both Weldon's. Uh, with championship trophies heading heading home to St. Petersburg after a uh, really strong runs in the in the Winter Series this year.
1: Yeah, aside from Cole and Carson Morgan, I don't recall any other brothers winning championships in the same program in the same year. So well, it definitely uh, wasn't was...
0: the Cole brothers.
1: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to cut my brother down that hard. I mean, seriously, come on. Well,
0: he, he's obviously the, he was obviously the fastest Cole. Let's be real.
1: That's 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 misinformation that you have heard. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. Uh, let's go into Micro Swift, David. Uh, here's the headline True Show goes four for four to hit championship.
1: Yeah, certainly a, a phenomenal beginning to the 2022 season for Alessandra True Show. Setting, dominating the opening weekend, sweeping both rounds that weekend. This weekend, however, a little bit more of a challenge, especially early on. Did not get fast time in qualifying as it was Benny, Ben, 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 Benya, Benya Fernandez setting fast time in qualifying session. Trushok ended up coming up through in the pre-final for the win. And then again, went wire to wire in the main event for a 2.2 second margin of victory over nitro cart driver Ashton Woon. Fernandez ended up finishing in the third spot with Drew Waltz, a solid fourth-place finish ahead of Canadian Rocco Simone.
0: Yeah, that's it. Ashton Woon, of course, coming off a, a big weekend at the Challenge of the Americas, kept that momentum rolling, P2 there. So, uh, Truchot, Woon, and Fernandez. Justin La De Lucia on the uh, x the hard charger, started 29th, worked his way up into 10th, and then he would eventually, David, in the, in the wet weather, actually qualify on the pole on Sunday.
1: Yeah, again, the opening category of the of the round or each round that we had. So they were the first carts on the racetrack and they were the first carts on wet tires for qualifying. And it was a, certainly an interesting uh, session with a number of drivers either not being able to get clear track or just not comfortable with the uh, the wet conditions that were out there. But, yeah, he was able to set fast time and qualifying pre-final was wet as well, too. And it was actually Alexander Pr- Prokuna that uh, came through and scored the win had a pretty good run in that prefinal got out to a good lead unfortunately had some issues at the start of the main event got shuffled back also we were watching Trusho he started P thirteen in the prefinal got up to P six in the in the prefinal and so it didn't take him very long to get back up to the front and once he got out front was able to drive away to a one point two second margin of victory for his fourth straight victory in micro swift
0: yeah four wins and the championship for uh true ashton wound finished second again those two cha- uh th- those two second place finishes moving him into second overall on the points jaime garcia on the apparel, uh, his first national podium ends up p3 uh waltz another top five fourth again and alexander mm-hmm. procuna the pre-final winner holds on with the apparel uh, to uh uh to win, uh, finish in fifth uh, true as you had said started 13th in the qualifying qualifying and then worked his way forward the entire time Good job for him. Kai Mars, David, the the hard charger on the Kart Republic for Trinity Karting Group. Actually flipped on Saturday, but had a good Sunday. Started 23rd, got himself up into the top 10.
1: Yeah, I was right there, actually, in the second hairpin when he did go over. Got up and over Pashad Ali. A little bit of a slow flip, wasn't a really hard one, but did ended up going over on his head. Got right back, got right up, got as soon as the cart was able to get off of him and uh, just was a little upset that uh, that it had occurred. But obviously came back with uh, with vengeance to get up to the ninth spot on Sunday.
0: Yeah, nicely done for Kai <clears throat> on, uh, on Sunday. So Trucho wins the championship over Woon and Benya Fernandez rounding out the unofficial top three. One more break in the action. When we get back, we'll wrap things up. We'll look at the Constructors' Championship and we'll tell you about the Ecan Trackside Live race calendar, uh, where we're going to be going at the end of February and early March. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly we specialize in IAME engines tilt seats ceramic products driveline branded products briggs and stratton engines otk products and of course the championship winning merlin chassis in our online store you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs franklin motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by fms our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, kart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklinkart.com. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 30mm construction with a 32mm front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new Ven 13 brake system is cutting edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG507 508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With 4-cycle racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in brakes and stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, Many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at nordamcom Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network. We'll put a cap on this edition of The Debrief, episode 91, as David and I have done a deep dive into the Supercarts USA Winter Series finale in Homestead. David, let's wrap things up. You mentioned it at the very start. You believe maybe a little rougher racing compared to the January event.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of how I perceived, you know, again, from my vantage point, from what I've seen, uh, you know, from last month to this month, I thought the racing was a little bit rougher, a little bit more contact. I don't know if it's the way that this direction races. I don't know if it's if it's because it was the finale weekend, you know, a lot of different factors that that could have played into it. Uh, But to me, visually, it looked like this this weekend was a little bit rougher. Than, uh, than what we saw in January, so I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not saying it has anything to do with the pushback bumpers, but, um, again, it could have just been because it's the series finale Sunday, everybody's amped up, ready to to wrap up with a, a good finish. I I'm not quite sure what it was, but a number of different things that factored into it.
0: Yeah, no about it. We obviously, had our new champions so decided to cap off the fifth season of the program, and we've talked about this before. The program really kind of a spring training, right? Everybody getting to kind of shake off the cobwebs, drivers moving up from classes, getting more comfortable with new equipment, whatever it may be. All preparing, David, for the pro tour. That's what they'll focus on now. We're just, uh, what, about a, maybe six weeks away to get things underway. April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, uh, the Winter Nationals at NOLA Motorsports Park. Looking forward to getting back to New Orleans.
1: Yeah, all the champions, I think, were first time champions. So that's one of the unique really? uh, things about it. Yeah. I'm a- Morgado first championship. Isenbar first championship. Uh, Skitchy Barnes didn't win last year's championship, so he won it this year. Uh, you look at Masters as well. You know That was dominated for the first four years by Renato Yader david He ended up not winning, so that was a new champion in that category. Uh, neither of the Weldons had won their championship in those respective categories as well. Morgan, um,
0: yeah, Mor- Morgan as well, as you said, right?
1: Morgan as well. I think this was his really first-year again he's moved up to senior so that helps but i don't think he even won a winter series championship so uh and then you look at true obviously a new micro champion so all nine champions were new champions this year
0: i love it uh let's look at the constructors championships a lot of different machinery a lot of different material on track six different brands david getting uh, uh sharing the 18 wins
1: Yeah, not as many as we saw on the first weekend. I want to say it was eight different brands. This time, only six that uh, were able to score victories on the weekend. Uh, Cosmic ended up uh, scoring the most with seven. Four of those belonging to Caleb Gaffera. Perlin earning four of their own. Two with Keelan Harvick and then two with Alessandro Truchot. Tony Cart picking up two along with Magic Cart and TB Cart picking up two as well. And then Xpree with the lone victory.
0: So let's have a look at the EK and trackside live race calendar where we are going to be for the next, uh, let's say, maybe a half a month, I guess, to February twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh. David Cole will be trackside at the Challenge of the Americas in Phoenix Cart Race at uh, the Phoenix Cart Racing Association in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, full trackside live program. I'm a little bummed on that one uh, because mm-hmm. I'd like to be there, but it's the opening round of the IndyCar Series on the road to Indy, so I'll be in St. Petersburg. Uh, always liking it to Phoenix. Always enjoying ourselves when we head it to the Challenge.
1: Yeah, PKRA would get up into the container, so our, our familiar spot up there. Again, I I think it was the first – no, I, was Tucson the first challenge race we went to in 2012? Oh, and maybe It goodness. might have been Tucson, Phoenix, and then Sonoma, I think. Wow. But, but again, one of those uh, – that was it's, – it's been one of those racetracks we nearly go to every year and, and enjoy be, going yeah. there. Uh, we get the In-N-Out Burger. We've seen motocross there, so a lot of good memories okay. in PKRA – a lot of uh, Josh Huff memories as well too. I still got to, we still got to listen to that podcast, but uh.
0: <laughs> no doubt. And listen, and <clears throat> the funny thing is, I think when I think, yeah, it was the very first Phoenix was the very first ever Supercars USA Pro Moto Tour race back in 1999 as well first time I went there back in See, now,
1: you're, now you're showing how old you are
0: I'm old I know, I know. Well, 23 years ago
1: 19 yeah I was gonna say uh none of the junior drivers were born none of the cadet drivers were born probably half, majority half the of the seniors so maybe even some of the masters were in elementary school when that happened <laughs>
0: maybe maybe
1: nice. not the legends though not the it, legends not
0: the legends baby um <clears throat> You'll be solo again. You and I are going to a race together because, because just so you know, folks, David's not going to the Winter Nationals. I'll be there uh, with Alicia for that one. Um, where else am I? What's our next race? Oh, it'll, be, it'll be challenge at, at Sonoma. Probably it'll be our next yes. race, side by side. We,
1: yes, yep. we will be together in Sonoma, Wine Country. will you know, we'll right. feed cheese to each other while sipping wine. It'll. Be- I'll have a
0: wine. Mm-hmm. You can have a rum swizzle, David.
1: A rum swizzle. I'm bringing those in.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna hook you up. Uh, first weekend of March, though. We've, we've started off Superkarts USA racing already, obviously. We've started off the Rock Cup racing. We've started off the Challenge of the Americas. Time to get things underway with what will likely, what could likely be, maybe will likely be the biggest uh, series this year with the expected numbers that we're looking. United States Pro Kart Series, David, at Orlando Kart Center in Orlando, Florida, March 4th, 5th, and 6th. What are your thoughts? What, what, what kind of numbers are they going to get? We're expecting you know, maybe, maybe 240, 250, 260 for Scusa at NOLA man you know we, we, we could potentially see a 280 290 for for USBks.
1: Let me pull up some numbers. I'm, I'm kind of you caught you caught me as I was trying to get, but you the the series just announced the three categories that are open to the 40 above the uh, the cap. So you have the KA 100 junior KA 100 senior and mini Swift. those are the three categories that are going to be running multiple heat race formats and LCqs. All the remainder of the categories are capped at forty to forty. It looks like yeah. maybe they're opening up to forty-five. For, for those who re- don't, for those for of you who don't
0: know, USPKS said the first class, the first three classes, that get to forty. Mm-hmm. So you got to get in there, enter. They're going to open up to eighty or yeah. whatever. Like open up. So. So the, obviously the KA driver's stepping things up, David. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that's 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 always been the more popular category in, in the program. You know, looking at numbers last year, Ocala brought in two hundred and ninety-three entries. So wow. Um if if we get the same numbers as Ocala, I mean, we could possibly hit the 300, 300. mark with seven different categories. So Whew. Uh, K100 Senior, K100 Junior were above 40 in Ocala. So, obviously, you know, we're continuing that trend. And then Mini, Mini Swift was at 41. So, we're continuing that trend of those three categories being the highest. And the remainder were about 40 or less. Where X30 Masters was the smallest at 26. So Not David, quite sure where that number is going to be this year. We'll so, David, uh,
0: yeah. how many how many races last year? were over 300 entries the super nationals cup cards north america grand nationals i don't think rock cup was over uh the rock vegas race was over 300 was it this year
1: uh no i think that that, let me double check my numbers 348
0: okay so so three races all total over over 300 and they were all the season finales of a of a of a a program right
1: yeah the way it should be but usbks might
0: might disrupt that <laughs> right? and do
1: it with their opener and then it'll it'll dwindle down but again last year was the first time we ever had over 250 entries at all four events so that's amazing a total of 1084 entries total for the four
0: rounds but david we were in a conversation at uh at uh what do you call it at homestead where carding was struggling right now <laughs>
1: Oh, karting is just struggling. It You can't get anybody out there to go racing at all. <laughs> no, yeah, karting, that's...
0: Karting's rocking right now, folks. It's great. It's uh, And again, most of you out there that maybe haven't got a chance to start your season yet, we're at like middle of February. <clears throat> if you're like me back in Canada, you're waiting for the middle of April to get in the, into a kart. So... Uh, get down to one of these winter series, come down and have some fun. Otherwise we hope you get to get go racing soon because 2022 is going to be a tremendous year for karting in North America. David, that wraps things up for this edition of the EKN debrief. Big thank you to acceleration cart racing for being our presenting sponsor of the show here today. We have wrapped things up. This is actually it. Boom. Done for the super Karts USA winter series. Uh, of course, coverage from both races, David and I were track side Outlap previews debrief race reports Uh, watch for a lot more content coming here on the EKN radio network. As you know, a lot of races lined up for us throughout the season. Got a bunch of podcasts we're lining up as well for when I get back home after St. Petersburg, I'll be home for about two weeks in March. So I'll knock out a bunch of content. Thank you so much folks for tuning in. We do appreciate it on behalf of David Cole. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.